system so much, uh, non-duality is a certain tenant or an idea that's in, in most spiritual traditions, yeah? Like in Tibetan Buddhism, it's called Dakchen. Then in uh, Mahayana Buddhism, it could be Zen, pretty much, yeah? Uh, I'm sure the Kabbalah has it, Christianity, they had uh, St. Francis, you know, you find yourself by forgetting yourself and stuff like that. So this idea of non-duality is just the negation. Yeah? The word non means not, yeah? and duality means two. Now what does the two imply? Well, if you look at life, you can see a dualistic sort of bent to it, or a seesaw. So you can see it on, on certain people's lives, let's say a life of addiction and then recovery. Yeah, so there's a big swing into addiction and then there's a swing into recovery. Just sort of like the tides are low and high. There's a dualistic movement here, yeah? So every, like, I used to have an old Tai Chi master and when I call him up and I tell him, man, everything sucks for a while. And he says, well, great. And I go, what do you mean great? He says, well, it's bound to get better. And if I call him saying everything is great, he says, I feel sorry for you. <laughs> this is going to swing the other way. So you can't really escape as this action figure, you know, as this triangulation, as Paul. You can't escape the dualistic flow, yes? So contraction, expansion, you can even see it in the body, you know, there's exhale, inhale, yes? All that stuff, so. And then there's a dualism. Now, dualism is subject-object. Yeah, so in most of our interpretation during the day, today I'm going to be the subject of this day, yeah. I'm going to be the one who sees everyone I meet. I'm going to be the one who's thinking all the thoughts that are happening. I'm going to be the one that's feeling all the feelings that are happening, yes. I'm definitely going to be the one that did all the actions, yes. So there's the subject. And yet to you, all of you, I'm an object, yeah. So you, at the same moment, I'm seeing myself as a subject, you're seeing me as an object, and vice versa. You're sitting there in a subjective sense, yeah, as being the doer, the thinker, or the feeler, and, but I see you as an object. So this subject-object is the dualism, yeah. It's like the primary duality. It's the dualism of subject-object, and non-duality non is just a negation of that, yeah. There's a famous... Zen treatise called Faith Mind, where he goes over all these things that, oh, everything is available except for you, or to you. <laughs> or it says, you don't have to, you don't have to uh, search for the truth, just stop cherishing your own opinions, yes? So he would always turn it back on the way, the modality we're living under, because the modality we're living under is an interpretation of what's happening in a dualistic format, yeah? I believe life's happening to me. When, like when you were a baby and you weren't, like I wasn't in an abusive situation, life was seen as happening, yeah? You were shitting and no, you weren't getting embarrassed, you know? Everything was just happening, happening. And then the mental state develops and then suddenly or slowly it turns into an interpretation that life's happening to me, yeah? And then in that, there's a dryness that comes along with that. And that sort of drives that irritable, restless, and discontent. And then we start seeking for a solution to that dryness, let's say. So, and we use the only really avenue we know, which is experience. So we figure we're going to go out there 
and we'll have to do and have ourselves into some experiences. And then there's a sense of doing and have yourself into being, which is spirituality, which is fundamentally flawed, yeah, if you are that which you're looking for, yeah? So the doing and having yourself into a state of being, if you are the state of being, is a certain mistake that happens quite a lot, yeah? So because people think spirituality is just like getting a job, you know? I'm going to seek for a form of meditation, I'm going to get an employer, call it a, a monk or a guru, I'm going to go to work, and I'm going to arrive at a condition that will stabilize and I'll be chilled out, but I'll be totally there, completely. <laughs> Where truly the experience of freedom is the absence of Paul. It's not Paul having freedom, it's the absence of Paul. So the freedom is more of an absence, yeah, which is non-duality. So. So this, <laughs> and you know, if you're having a good day, just don't, you, it's only going to be a half hour here, you know, <laughs> it doesn't matter. I mean, most people come here because things haven't worked, yeah. They've, they've gone through all the preliminaries, they've tried a lot. In this room, on this side, basically, of the room, there's at least 200 years of seeking, spiritual seeking. And so obviously... <laughs> Here they are, so there's something that hasn't worked. Yeah? <laughs> now here, maybe there's 70 years of seeking, but you can learn from here. <laughs> because just, just like, this is what happened to me once. I was reading a, a magazine, a Buddhist magazine called Tricycle, beautiful magazine. It used to come out, I think, once a month. Very nice, and they'd have articles about all like sunyata, emptiness, all these things. And they had this one op-ed by a famous meditation teacher who had who'd been having an, a recurring experience all summer from all his old students were calling him and coming in to see him and saying, hey, you know, nothing's happened <laughs> after 25 years of practice. So to me, is I just immediately pulled the emergency brake on the bus and got out. Because I could learn from other people. I said, Jesus Christ, thank you for saving me time. They practiced diligently, which I'm never going to freaking do. 25 years, and they arrived that nothing's ever happened. Well, I'm already there. So why not just stay there? Save myself 25 years. A lot of bus trip. <laughs> so, in a way, a lot of us back into non-duality. We back in, we we see something is flawed with the way people are attempting to proceed, let's say, in a spiritual venture, yeah? Because every step of the way, they're there. Yeah. <laughs> Wanting to know God, the emphasis is the knower of God all the time. It's always on us. And the dilemma is, some people have run into it, some famous masters, and where they try to warn us, hey, you know, you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. And you go, what? You know, how? And then he goes, you can't use light to seek light. You can't use mind, big mind, not conditional head, to seek mind. Obviously, yeah? If you were Buddha and you heard that, you can't use yourself to find yourself, you would probably be corrected quickly, yeah? Because what would happen is, once you heard that, you would see, in time, you had been using yourself to find yourself. That's what the solution does. The solution informs you of the seeming problem. 
when you get relief, it tells you why you weren't having relief. That's what happens, at least in my sense. So when the Buddha, not Paul, see, Paul hearing about the Buddha doesn't go anywhere. I've done talks for years. It doesn't go, it goes somewhere, but it's to another bookstore, another fucking <laughs> retreat, another freaking something else, another trip to another continent, whatever. It's gonna go somewhere, but to me it doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, because here talking to you about the Buddha, it neuters the whole idea. See, we wanna talk to the Buddha about you, yeah? So basically the message isn't coming from here going to there, the message is coming from whatever and going to whatever. And so because everywhere is everywhere, you don't have to really target the pitch. You just throw it over everyone's head and then you know you have a surety, you have faith that that which was going to catch it, caught it, yeah? So because if you talk to, so the Buddha, yeah? If you say, hey, Buddha, you can't use yourself to find yourself, it immediately senses that's what's been happening, and how it senses it is as Steve, yeah? The Buddha finally looks at Steve, yeah? And then, by, and then it goes, hey, I may not be Steve, yes? And that's the real relief. Well, what's happening with most of us, we're trying to get the relief as Steve. We want to, we want to acquire knowledge as Steve. We want to hope to be free as Steve. We want to actually be there to have the experience of our own absence. We want to get it, yeah? We want to be the one. So now, in the way non-duality is, is, is propagating, because it's out there now, yeah? Is that there are a lot of people who are trying to get out of, they want to have the qualities of non-self, but as a self. <laughs> they, they want to have the benefits of not being Paul, but as Paul. So the stubbornness of the system, it keeps regurgitating itself, yeah? And we're trying, we've tried so many equations that would include us in it, and we've come to the realization, not all of us have done every path, but enough of us have done enough paths that we've seen looking for what you already are is like a failed li little adventure, yeah? So by seeing what you're not, which is Steve or Bill or Paul, by seeing it. Because it, the seeing there is no Paul or Bill or Steve, it's assumed, it's implied. You see, when you were a baby, you didn't know you were Paul. Did you, did you have a sense of Paul? No, it grew, yes? Usually they say it starts developing when the language center develops because the language is the, the non, it's just a constant reinforcing that you have a lot to do with a lot of shit you have nothing to do with. Really, that's what it is. It's a subjective language used by objects. It's, really, it's trying to, by language, it's trying to imply that it, that it has the attributes of consciousness but as a body. And this is the dilemma, because now the body is your starting point to start looking for what you call consciousness, but you are that which is looking. Yeah, you are the consciousness, you're using consciousness to look for. This is the dilemma, this is like the Chinese thumb. So when, when someone shows up and you're sitting here and maybe you're open, they describe the Chinese thumb torture and you go, whoa, I was in that Chinese thumb torture. That's the relief. 
the relief allows you to recognize all the Chinese thumb torture, that every movement is locking the thing, yeah? So because you think you're in, you can't get out. The whole point is, is to realize you're not in. That's where the out is. The out is before you get in, not after, yeah? If it's after, it's in, out, in, out, in, out. And the problem is the ins will be much longer than the outs. You'll have some peak experiences, but you'll seem to always drop back in. Because the biggest complaint I hear about people at these meetings is, when is it going to stabilize? Yeah, I feel great here, but when I go to work on my... See, the, that which is unstable is dreaming of stabilization. Yeah, that which is agitated wants to have peace. It's not going to work. You're going to agitate over peace. If you had a peace today, I bet you your head would be worried, will I have peace tomorrow? There goes agitation, you see? As soon as you're introduced, you, you, you taint the pot. <laughs> it's just the way it goes. So, like they say in some new neuroscience, the observation distorts the observed. Where the observation? Can't get around it. You are seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. Yeah? You are that which is prior to thought. You are that which is the living of this place. The mental state is that which is an interpretation of the living. Yeah? We're taking, we're taking ourselves by the interpretation with the hopes of getting the relief that only that which we are will provide. Yeah? Like Jesus says, you're in this world, but you're not of this world. We're looking for the of in the world when actually the of will be expressed to us in yeah, by seeing what you're not. So the whole situation with this message is shifting, rotating the paradigm of looking for what you are from what you're not. Yeah. So here I am being what I'm not looking for what I am and we're going to just flip it and you're going to see what you're not from what you are. Yeah. They're both happening, they're both possible at the exact same time. Remember, this is a duality. They're both possible. One view is this, you're looking for what you are from what you're not, and then you can see what you're not looking for what you are from what you are. That's when you start laughing quite a lot. Because you see what you're not looking for what you are from what you are. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the, that's the joke. <laughs> Just switches. It's the same. You can look at it this way, which is the stubborn old habit. Yeah, I am Paul looking for the truth or consciousness or union with the divine. This is all made up. It's all made up to imply that you are so fucking great, and therefore, because you're not united with the divine, you are really fucking terrible. And you'll be more than terrible in the pursuit of trying to get great. And there's a lot of cognitive dissonance, yeah? See what you're not. Are you the thinker of the thoughts? Then, if you are, why aren't they obeying you? Why are, are you the feeler of the feelings? It sounds like you have some kind of proprietoriness. Then why not have only great feelings? Yeah? You're the doer of all the actions. Don't you do a lot of shit unconsciously? It's a very, very weak story. It's all made, it's all freaking made up. I saw it like, uh, 
the famous one. I went back to New York, and a guy had to, who knew me from out here came to a meeting and says, "Hey, Paul, you're growing your hair." And I said, "Oh yeah, I'm growing my hair. It looks pretty good, you know." And he's balding. I said, "You're not doing well with the growing your hair." <laughs> and I started going on with, "Oh, I'm so proud of my hair, and you must feel terrible." And you know, we have a men's hair growing class come Saturday sit for three hours and then we measure it and see if it's grown and go on and on and on and on and on but in fact all I do is not cut it <laughs> I have nothing to do with the hair growing but it sounds like it in the language like oh you're growing your hair good job Paul you know? no just like I goes out in the water surfing and my knee went out but the way I would tell people is I hurt my knee. It sounds like I went out there with a purpose and a hammer. Oh, 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 I hurt my knee. Doesn't it really casually, if you look at the language, there's something implied there, yeah? That's just constantly being reinforced with no one fucking watching it. It's unbelievable. I hurt my knee. I did this. I did that. I did... You're getting pinned all day. Yeah. So therefore, the... the guilt and the shame that can be harvested based on shit that you did and see in recovery it's really trippy because in recovery being in it or not everyone's recovering from something in recovery there's this first step and the first part of the first step is to admit to your innermost self not to this this thing cannot be convinced this is dualistically it can be convinced thoroughly for two minutes and then they'll be unconvinced you know I mean? I'm definitely going and then they don't show up you know I've heard this tons of times with these talks I'm coming Paul I'm driving all the way from Idaho yeah I never see it it's all just this head is nothing so so being you know there's an admittance to your innermost self that you're powerless yeah over drugs and alcohol you could say I'm powerless over thought you know, you could, you could throw that in there. So, all right, powerlessness. So what does powerlessness mean? It means sort of like if you're dancing with a gorilla, you're gonna stop when the gorilla wants to stop. Yeah, you don't have much say in the matter, yeah? If I start drinking and using, I'm gonna probably keep drinking and using. I can't, once I start, I can't stop. So the whole point is not to start, yeah? What most people are trying to do is stop. But the whole point is not to start. That's the real relief. Yeah. All right, so powerlessness. So we're powerless over alcohol, drugs, and thoughts. I don't know where I was going with that. No one else does anyway. My whole <laughs> class isn't following me whatsoever. <laughs> oh, yeah, with the whole idea of being the one that's doing it. So we had, I had tons of evidence that if I was using, I would do almost anything to anyone unless you could physically stop me, basically. Yeah? And so I had a realization of that. So you can see the powerlessness of it. Yet, the, uh, the identification as that which you're not is so stubborn, it survives entering recovery and still keeps harvesting guilt and shame based on those behaviors that you demonstrated while under the influence, still believing you really had something to do with it, that you should have said no, this and that. The stubbornness of the selfing can withstand recovery from alcohol. It's incredible, really, because it's the, it's the disease prior to the other addictions. It's like the original addiction, the addiction to this idea of being a someone. Yeah? You can see it. Would you, would you listen to Stanley's thoughts if they were playing in your head? 
No, but the same thoughts cast as yours you've been adoring for 40 years. Yeah? What's the difference? One is their take, one's held as your thought, the other's held as Stanley's thought. That's the only difference. That's our role here. We are invested, we are the dreaming of this dreaming. It isn't like something's happening to us against our will. What we are is truly in cahoots. It's in the act of dreaming that it's not, yeah? What else could fool reality other than reality? What else could fool reality? If reality was all that we expected to be, I don't think it could be fooled by any illusion, could it? It could see right through it, but in this, like in AA, we say false evidence appears real for a fear acronym. False evidence appears real. That's happening all day, yeah, in one's head. So false evidence is appearing real, but to appear real, it has to appear real to what's real. Yeah? It has to appear real to what's looking, not who's looking, but what's looking, yeah? And that what's looking is all of us at this very moment. And we're demonstrating no thought or effort in being what we are. We demonstrate a lot of thought and effort in being what we're not. But what we are, you're not sweating because you've been up at, since six and you've been seeing way too much. I usually can only see, you know, starting at nine to about eight. Then I get exhausted. No, seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching seems to be before your volition, yes? You listen when people talk about feelings. They'll go, I didn't want to feel that. The feeling happened first. The consciousness became conscious of a feeling. Then there was a thought that it was you that was having the feeling. And then there was an assumed power that you don't actually have by the opinion, I didn't want to feel that, but you did feel it, yeah? Do you need 800 pages of study? One, see one little snippet of the head and it will reveal everything. So what happens if you see what you're not? Well, you're gonna find out what you are. You're gonna find out while living what you are because you cannot apply the same knowledge we apply to things to that which you are because you are it, yes? You cannot, this is the dilemma I think with science. See, they can study everything but they can't study the studying, yeah? The studying is always behind everything that's being studied. They can never get behind the studying. Yeah? That's us. That which is feeling can never be felt. That which is hearing can never be heard. That which is tasting can never be tasted. Why? Because you're it, you see? So you can't study what you are. You can't know what you are. You can't experience what you are. You can only be what you are, yeah? You can know what you're not. You can see what you're not. You can study what you're not. You can understand you're not that from what you are, and that's freedom from the bondage of self. That's what it is. You see self, not from self, but you see it as something other. Yeah, you see it as an activity. Then there's no drive to get out, which is the biggest way of being in self. Yeah, you're free, you're free before the bondage is even taken to be true. You're not that which is bound. So why would be so interested in getting free as that? Yeah, you're inherently okay. This is the beauty of non-duality. It's a fact. There is not two. Yeah, and there's rest. That's what it, that's what happens. 
as an expression, it's going to express on a lot of different ways through all the different flutes, rest, chilled outness, like an inherent state of uh, on having never left. <laughs> in other words, in being what you're looking for now, probably what, what all you're looking is going to severely diminish. And maybe you'll be what? Available. <laughs> <laughs> always available at all times with no requirement necessary to meet it that's a pretty good that's a that's reliable here yeah so now you become what you've always been looking for what you don't become it you are it yeah then all these weird cryptic things that a lot of people who are into seeking over bypass in spirituality which is Hey, the seeker is the sort, yeah? Can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. Or as St. Francis says, what's looking is what you're looking for. So obviously, you are what's looking right now, then why the hell are you looking for it? What's looking is what you're looking for. If you're already that which is looking, why are you looking for it? <laughs> Why not see from it? <laughs> and what are you going to see? You're going to see what you're not. You're not the thinker of the thoughts. You're not the feeler of the feelings. You're not the doer of the actions. Now, will that conditioning of being the doer last? Probably. It has to have some semblance of reality. But there'll be a lot lifted and there'll be a traveling lighter. So this will get exactly what it's looking for by not looking for it. Yeah? It will get a relief or a relief in and of itself because I'll tell you the body can't handle the responsibility of being the center of one's life yeah it doesn't it can't handle being thought about all day it's just not good for its driving capabilities it's like it's like if you were a service person like a house painter and the owner was on you for eight hours you'd fucking probably do lousy work you know it's you got this constant spotlight on what you're not it's unbearable yeah, let it open up a little. Let See, that light, if it's contracted, it can incinerate. If it's dispersed, it gives you all this space to see everything. In. Yeah, that to, me is the, that's to me is the way. It's a relaxed awareness. You're not spending all this time looking what, for what can't be found because you're resting in that which can't be found. Yeah, so now you're looking for what can be found, like getting out of the sun, you know, a good coffee, some pair of pants, and you'll be successful quite a lot. <laughs> I've succeeded already. I had grainless granola or whatever. <laughs> I've, I've, been a, I've been on a winning streak for a long time now. <laughs> My goals are very minimal. <laughs> so that's the thing. If it's true for you, it's such, a, it's such a simple, simple message. It can be repeated quite a lot, but it's, it doesn't need a dissertation. It doesn't need study, really. All it needs is a hearing of it, yeah? If it's in there, and I truly believe that you, all of us have already been served the spiritual subpoena. I know it for a fact, because I watched it for years, yeah? That's why I don't, you know, have, you know, uh, call me every day. <laughs> We're going to have a, an intensive... I don't see it that way. I see it as already so. 
and it's playing this rollout. And you know, when this is over, just like today, when you go to sleep, it'll be like it never happened. Well, that's what life's gonna be like. When this is, ends, it'll be like it never happened. It has to have you here to remember anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's amazing. It's, it's, you know, to me, it's turned into the last answer, which is an incredible answer. I heard this years and years and years ago. My mind entertained that rotation. I saw. I had a I had a hit of seeing what I'm not from what I am, and that correction, even though it may be stubborn, go back to that. Just a few of those corrections, even when it goes back to that, you don't see it as going back to that. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's almost like a hundred monkey syndrome. You've heard the message enough times, it triggers an opening, the mind entertains, and suddenly, if even if it's only 50% and 000.1 of the interest and attention moves over to the one side, it changes everything, yeah? You'll start taking yourself so seriously. <laughs> Your life won't be directed by thought. You'll have the narration. Yeah, you will, for sure. Because the thoughts never, they're not communication, they're narration. Yeah? They narrate and they critique and they report upon, but there's no communication with it. Yeah? So it's just, it's like listening to a radio station. It, but the thing is, let's say the radio station is about getting to Idaho. When you arrive at Idaho, even though you can't turn off the station, you probably won't be listening to it much. Yeah? Sort of like that. So you've arrived at where it's hoping to watch out. I want you to, you know, you're already there because you never left. And therefore, the radio is almost as if it's in some other room. It's still playing, but it doesn't have a grab on you. Yes? You're not... All your attention and interest isn't sucked into that, waiting for the next, you know, earth-shattering thing. You're just open and available. Yeah. And when you're open and available, you're present. And when you're present, you're of service. In no way could we produce these effects. No way. Because we're the deterrent. You see? You're attempting to arrive is why you're still going. The freedom is from the bondage of self, not for the self that thinks it's bound, yeah? It's from the bondage of self, not for the self that thinks it's bound. And that freedom is inherently available. In other words, it's not gonna take much to get there because you're already there, yeah? All you gotta see is the head has a huge investment in arriving. Who's gonna admit you know, after 25 years of seeking, who's going to admit they were mistaken? You know, <laughs> it's difficult. I mean, there's a lot invested in that lifestyle. They got the looks, you know, they got all those fucking, you know, goddess dresses and perms and all the music, you know, celestial harp playing and loving gazes and all like that. There's a lot the head's invested in it, you know? It's hugely invested in it. Jesus, what an idiot. I sat 13 hours a day in a fucking Thai jungle you know, my ass, losing 20 pounds in 21 days. Fucking, they didn't even, all you got is soup. Fucking, fucking terrible soup. Just meditating. 
And then these young monks were just hitting my little kuti with fucking rocks with these super powerful uh, fucking things. So I can't, I can't, you know, there's no silence. You know, it was just like, it was like so profound. I had tons of experience. They don't mean squat. Experience, the experiential ladder isn't taking you out of anything. It's not taking you out of anything. This isn't about experience. We've had a plenty of it, yeah? It's about something other. What's prior to it? What's always available at all times? What is that that's seeing without interruption? As long as your eyes are open, you're seeing. And even when your eyes are closed, they're seeing in the mind. What's that? Is it some, what is, what's that? If you say, well, obviously, it sure seems like that's the chicken and I'm the egg. Yeah? <laughs> obviously, it seems like it's before me. It's before thought. It's before all actions. And then you'll see that the mental state implies it's you after the action. See, people aren't seeing this. It's a robbery in time. There's an action. The mental state claims the action to imply there was an actor. So the verb... The action, the thinking, the feeling is used to imply the feeler, the thinker, and the actor. So by claiming the feeling, it implies the actor. There is no actor without claimed feeling. Without, without a claimed action, there is no actor. The actor is derived by the claiming of the action. The verbing comes first, and then it's claimed, and then it's used to imply the noun, and suddenly the noun, it says, I'm the one that was doing it all. Yeah, you see it? Now, why, have it, why not have it rotate and see that which comes after is after from that which is before, which is what you are. It's the easiest seeing of all. That which is before will see that which comes after. That which comes after is an attribution. It's implied, it's inferred, it's assumed, it's insinuated by the claiming of what we call life. Seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, all this shit. The mental state claims it to imply it's a noun. Yeah. Then the noun claims all the shit that's happening and gets guilt and pride and shame and all this from it. Yes. And then it's stuck. Everything it claims owns it. You claim to be the thinker, and then thoughts can own you. Yeah. You can see it. See it. It's there. It's there. You are an idea that comes after. Yes? There'd be no point here to entertain this unless it produced a lot of relief here, to tell you the truth. Yeah? And so what we're looking in the in is really a product of the of, and it can only be brought into the in by us, yeah? We are what we're looking for. Yeah? All the substitutes, all the symbols, all the this and all the that, if you gather enough of them, they'll add up to fucking nothing, yeah? If you try everything, it's gonna add up to nothing. And then you've arrived at the goal where you always were, nothing, yes? We just did this thing in Philly at a yoga studio and they had this yogic mantra that was uh, translated by the, the lady who owned the, the place. And it was like, 
famous one, gone, gone, gone to the other shore, attaining, attaining the other shore on having never left. So I would just go put on having never left and then fuck all the gone, gone, gone. <laughs> Why not? Why do you want to go through all this to arrive when you could just be the start there on having never left? Check it out, what your day would be like if you started from on having never left. You would see a lot of your day is about arriving to another shore, be it to the other mall or the other this or the other that. But on having never left, you may still go on the journey, but it won't matter that much, yes? You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. That's it, eh? Any questions? Do you see it at least a little bit? Yeah? We're saying there's like a, the, the biggest trick here is time-based. Yeah, it's like a magic trick. And we had it in LA at Randy's. Randy said something at Steve's house. And he was talking because he has heard the selfing. And he said, all right, let's call the selfing Paul, Paulie. And he went, all right, Paul, how much is Paul Paul, uh, you know, how much is Paul Pauling on a, on a good day? 10%? And how much is Paul Pauling on a bad day? 80%? And he went on and on. It's quite good. But I said, no, you don't see it. It's the Pauling, yeah, that is claimed to imply the Paul. He demonstrated the exact illustration I was trying to get across, right? He had it. He had that which came after. So here's the Pauling being claimed implies to Paul, and then he was saying, Paul, how much is Paul doing the polling? Paul has never, Paul has never polling. <laughs> it never, never has, nor ever will. It's derived from the verb. The verb is harvested, and the product is an imaginary noun that suddenly becomes the farmer, the, the grower, the this, the that, of a crop that it has nothing to do with. See it once, you can see it zillions of times. It doesn't change. It replicates and it, and it varies with different noun names and different degrees, but it's the same, same. That which comes after, which is the idea of being the owner, the doer, the thinker, the feeler, yes? the proprietor, that which comes after the doing, the thinking, the feeling, is implied to be before. That's the robbery. And then we live life from here, and we start looking for what we are out here. And we, what we have is conceptual bait. We're just chumming in a fucking delusionary fog. Oh, the void, like it's in Idaho or something. This, the <laughs> void means void of everything. There is no the void. There is no emptiness, yeah? These concepts do nothing for us. They confuse us more and more. We believe we're gonna arrive at something and be there to fucking get it. Yeah, so. I saw, you know, I had, you know, there's these things they call epiphanies, yes? You know, you have a big event or whatever. And then, you know, I, I was fortunate to run into a few of those, and I, looking at it, the anatomy of one, it was very funny how the end of the epiphanies 
always coincided with the thought, I'm having an epiphany. It was amazing. So I saw my false arrival, and then, that, then the host has to be kicked out for the fucking stranger to take itself to be the host. And then you sing poems and write hymns about longing for the host. As long as you're the fucking host, no host is appearing. <laughs> Taking, you can't have two hosts at the same time. Yes, as Jesus said, you can't have two masters. <laughs> Do you catch yourself in your day being the host? I don't observe anything of my day anymore. <laughs> I'm not catching myself anymore, ever. I'm just fucking... I can't explain. I had a very highly examined life for a long time. It's very... There's very little examination going on. <laughs> you know, I really... There's a lot of examination going by Amelia. <laughs> <laughs> and Amelia, yeah, Amelia. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I don't. I'm gonna review my day. No, just past. I don't know. I'm not burning houses down. I know that. I'm not stealing. I'm not doing shit. I don't need to be highly observed. <laughs> really, just really. I don't. Now, when I was young, it was a trip. This is a real trip. I was about 11 or 12 years old. I went to this mall in Long Island, and. Uh, I decided to try on a pair of pants, and I put my pair of pants over them, and I started walking out the store, you know, like someone's want to do, 12 years old, whatever. So I had two pants on, and they stopped me before I got out the door, and they brought me up to the upstairs room where they do whatever, the security manager and stuff, and I heard the guy talking when he was writing his report, and it said, uh, Suspect entered the place at three. They, they watched me as soon as I entered the fucking department store. That made a really big thing. I said, "How? Well, why did they watch me as I walked in? I'm like 12 years old." But they, they, you know what I mean? That's when I needed to be highly observant because a lot of people are observing me. Yeah? But now, no. <laughs> it was true. That was a big moment in my life. I said, how did, wait a minute, I came in at three and immediately surveillance started? Jesus Christ, I gotta be careful. And I got arrested about 15 more times in my life. Then I needed to be highly observant and I wasn't. Now I don't need any highly observation. Yes, Jesus Christ, let the fucking cow graze. Not doing anything. Just as much, you know how much See, you run into this thing of self can't get out of self. So if you, or you, you recover, yes? So simple thing. The biggest unspoken step to me of recovery is quit playing God. Yeah? It says why it doesn't work. Okay, what I'm suggesting is the head is in the act of playing God. The thought system tells you how you are, how you're going to be, how the day is going to go, how they are, yes? It's constantly pontificating and playing God. All right, so let's say that moment you hear this little idea, quit playing God, what happens if that which is playing God claims to be the hearer of quit playing God? If that which is playing God tries to quit playing God, that's playing God, yeah, ad infinitum. 
It can't get out of it, yes? You, the you, can't get out of the you. Mind has never been in you, that's the thing. You see the situation for mind, then that hope, that, that terrible situation just see, appears to be seemingly so. It's appearing to be true to you. Once you see it from here, it doesn't appear to be true to you anymore. Yes? That's the freedom. See, you don't escape. You realize you actually never walked in, so there's no need to run out. Yeah? Yes. Yes. That's the key. And it's seamless. It will prove itself over and over again. For me, 17, 18, I don't know how many years, it, it, would, have, it would have jackpotted itself if it, was, if it wasn't a seamless logic. I see people who try to talk about what we are, yeah, and they don't emphasize that what they're, you're not hearing it, and they always fall into a trap of doing and having, yeah. If you just talk about what you're not, and stay with that, yeah, implying that what you are is hearing it, that's seamless. That's a seamless invitation to me. Yeah, so, there you have it, yes. Wasn't that bad, eh? No. Good job. All right, that's it, you wanna shut it off? Oh, let's pass the basket. Marie, you wanna get-